friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Yes, we are live. Yes, there's a hurricane at the top of Florida. And yes, everything is just fine in Central Florida. And however, certain parts of Florida definitely got nailed pretty good last night. Uh, just giving everybody a heads up on that. I think Tarpon Springs and a few other areas got quite a bit of flooding. Overall, so far, this thing is starting to uh, dissipate over North Florida, but it definitely uh, sent a lot of rain. It has been monsooning all day, and it will be for probably the next day or so as these bands clear out, and uh, we'll figure out what to do after that. Hopefully, we don't have a bunch of these guys lined up like we did back in 2004, but it is what it is. We always stay pretty strong and prepared down here in Florida, but thank you for all the emails and concerns. i got a lot of people commenting and sending me stuff, how everything's going down here. We always keep you updated, no matter what, as long as we have the ability to transmit the podcast every day. We'll keep you guys updated on the things that are happening. But other than that, we are live, we are open, we are shipping. Health Masters has not missed a beat. So if you need anything, feel free to give us a call. We still have UPS running today, and all the other major carriers are going to be moving stuff out and about. So if you guys need anything, no delays, no worries. We're here for you. 1-800-726-1834 if you need anything whatsoever. And also, too, I saw this this morning, and it made me wonder how far they're going to start trying to push the propaganda again. I saw two or three people, alternative media sites, that have been talking about this because I saw the same aspect of the mainstream media has now been putting out factchecking.org, Snopes, all these websites that are literally just propaganda mouthpieces are all talking about how there's no support for any type of COVID restrictions, and there's no validity in any type of COVID restriction lockdowns or mass mandates, and there's no plans for anybody to do anything, while at the same time we're watching universities institute mass mandates, schools are starting to close due to vax teachers calling in sick, and the COVID lockdown propaganda is ratcheting up on every mainstream media outlet. They're telling everybody, oh, nothing to see here. This reminds me almost identical of what we saw in 2020 where they continue to tell everybody, don't worry, everything's just going to be going fine, trust the plan, flatten the curve, 14 days to slow the spread, nothing to worry here, and that turned into three years of just nonsense. So always understand, when you have a group that gets called out for doing something, the first, if they are a true diabolical group, the first thing they do in a psychological response is they blame you for calling them out, and you're now the problem. You're the one who's basically spreading misinformation and lies, and you're the one who's causing all the issues. While they're the very ones that are getting ready to spool up and do exactly what you're calling them out for doing. This is just this is just sadistic behavior 101. <laughs> and this is what these guys do. The same thing we saw with Hillary Clinton. Same thing we saw with the stolen election. They blame us for calling out the stolen election while they're the ones that stole the election. This is very, very common practice. This is why it's so important to make sure you're really doing your own research, you're making informed decisions, and you're getting the truth out there on a regular basis. Because what we're watching right now is just pretty much the aspect of do exactly what the opposite is of what they're telling you to do. The advice they told everybody in 2020 was 1,000% wrong. Anybody who had a brain realized that it was nothing more than a compliance exercise to see who would comply with the most ridiculous demands and fake rules. 
And then it went into internet election season, the fear campaign and the lockdowns and toxic jab narrative. And they're spinning the exact same formula up again. And they need to get more mail-in voting again next year. So they're getting the narrative ready to go. You know, so, somebody sent me this poster. It was like a meme poster. It was a photo of this family with all these masks on it. It said, government health advice, avoid sunlight and fresh air as much as possible. Trap bacteria and germs on your face for at least eight hours a day. Watch television news propaganda daily and still a sense of anxiety and fear in your children. Get injected with untested vaccines. This is the absolute best government health advice we can give you. Follow all the rules to the T. And it's kind of a joke, but that's exactly what they told everybody to do. And so, again, my opinion, do the complete opposite. Stay stocked up on your supplements if you need anything. Make sure you're keeping your immune system strong. That's the most easy way to combat a lot of this stuff because, again, we're probably going to watch another massive cash cow and money transfer. Again, there's an article that I saw pop up talking about how Baltimore is unbelievably corrupt as the mystery surrounds $800 million in COVID funds for learning loss, unveiling another astonishing revelation about more money laundering from the COVID scheme that we've seen all across the country. Baltimore City schools received 29 federal COVID grants totaling $799 million to fight learning loss. Yet in 2023, just 9% of all third through eighth graders tested proficient in math, meaning taxpayers gave $800 million and 91% of Baltimore students are not math proficient. So where did the money go? What did it contribute to? Nobody knows. <laughs> Even extra COVID funds weren't enough to push anything dramatic, dramatically different in the testing scores. Yet, where did the cash go? And we saw this now over and over and over again with these local government entities and these government bodies that squandered this money because it was literally free cash they were handing out at the time. <laughs> and now the rest of the entire country is paying the price for all that free cash. You can't dump $7 trillion in cash into an economy and not expect hyperinflation or at least massive inflation. And that's what we're watching now. And now the banks have used the excuse of raising the interest rate to combat inflation to bring in massive profits this year. Now I was reading some of the reports and they're showing that some of these banks are going to make obscene amounts of money this year, all the way from mortgages to car notes to regular loans. I mean, you got average mortgage rates now, what, over 7%? And that's like standard mortgage rate over 7%. I mean, this is going up very quickly. And what's happened is now, now you're seeing the squeeze in the housing market. Down in Florida, it's still staying pretty busy down here because everybody seems to keep moving to Florida, which is really nice and being sarcastic. But a lot of other parts of the country, you know, you've got families that are locked into these low interest rates, so they don't want to sell their house. You've got new home buyers that can't afford much of anything because of these 7 8% mortgage rates. And so you're seeing this real strange uh, anomaly with the housing market that happens so quickly, going from this huge, huge peak down to this low now as far as with the price swings on it. And again, this is what the banker boys have intended to do. Because remember, BlackRock, State Street, and Vanguard, they're the primary buyers of real estate, residential real estate right now. They're buying up everything. And they want to have the ability to own all the houses and essentially everybody just be renters. So that way, like World Economic Forum, you own nothing and you like it. Because that's the problem. You rent a house, so you're paying, you know, Two three thousand dollars a month for rental house. We pay thirty six thousand dollars a year. In ten years, it's three hundred sixty thousand dollars. You already paid for the price of the house in most cases in ten years. 
yet it's a continual revenue stream for these bankers and nobody ever owns any type of real estate or assets and that's the overall goal they're trying to put and instill in everyone's head so they can control everything that people are doing with their own money also to another news this is interesting as well millions of brits are told now not to heat their homes at night during winter as part of the you know, net zero climate goal. <laughs> British Climate Change Committee has urged millions of Britons not to heat their homes in the evening to help the government hit its net zero target. No, there aren't urging elites to ditch their private jets for commercial and not burning a thousand gallons of fuel for their yacht out on a party. <laughs> Chris Stark, head of the CCC, wants ordinary citizens to turn off their electric heaters and heat pumps at night as part of a wider drive to deliver emission savings, which includes a shift away from gas boilers. And this, this is, again, the same aspect of trying to make people adapt to being miserable and essentially liking it. I saw an article here earlier that was now talking about more home appliance restrictions that the EPA is trying to put in, and now they're going after ceiling fans. I kid you not. They're now saying that ceiling fans have to meet certain types of electric uh, as far as electric output and uh, input and as far as they have to have certain restrictions on them on how much power they can use and how fast the motors are burning power. And this whole nonsense, I'm sitting there looking and I'm like, dude, the motors on fans are extremely efficient. They take very little juice to keep going once they're spooled up. Yet we have the EPA now already going after light bulbs. They're already going after generators. They've already gone after ACs. They're after going after all these items in order to say we're doing this for climate change. When in reality, they're doing it for control over the populace. And there's photos now that you've seen over in England, over in London, that there's massive protests now as the mayor – is expanding the carbon tax green zone now will tax drivers based on vehicle emissions. The ultra low emission zone charges drivers and vehicles weighing over 3.5 tons, charges them 12 pounds a day for driving in any of these zones now, which is expanded to include all of greater London, which will bring 5 million more London residents into the tax zone. So essentially if you drive any type of truck or vehicle, you're going to get massively taxed. Twelve, you know, I mean, as far as just what they're saying here, with twelve fifty, twelve dollars and fifty pounds a day. That's three hundred and seventy-five pounds a month, guys. I mean, that's pushing like over what conversion rate on top of my head, like four four hundred fifty dollars a month if you drive a vehicle in any of these new green carbon zones. What did I tell you guys from the very beginning years ago? They're going to continue to try to tax everyone into oblivion and say it's to combat climate change. And I don't know a single point in recorded history that I can think of that the government increasing taxes ever did anything more beneficial for its residents other than continue to control more of what everybody's starting to do. So England's mad. London's mad. They're protesting. Good riddance. This stuff needs to stop. And the mayor of London, I mean, he's Mayor Sadiq Khan. I mean, he, if you look anything up on him, he is a complete and total nightmare. And so this is what we're dealing with right now. This is why it's so important to get the truth out there every single day and push back as much as you can. What do you think, Dad? How are you doing this morning? Well, the truth is such a free. And I've gotten a lot of emails about yesterday's show, and people are asking me if it was a repeat. Uh, no, it wasn't. Yesterday was a fresh show. I, I pulled a bunch of fresh notes up, brought a bunch of people into a, a conversation with you guys yesterday as far as different people that I was quoting. And we talked about the 13 dimensions of time space, including where God resides. So just thought I'd mention that. That's something I've really not gone into detail with for many, many, many years. And uh, it was not a repeat. It was a fresh show. So if you guys missed yesterday's show, 
You might want to listen to it because there's a lot of new information in there, but I'm not going to repeat or go back into that one from yesterday because you guys could listen to it. And uh, by the way, thank you for your support with Health Masters. I was on with Jeff Rents last night. I had fun with that. And uh, Jeff is a good friend of mine, and he's the one who kept us going to January the 6th. And the fact that I prayed and the Holy Spirit basically led me not to go up there for that whole debacle that we had that Austin and I were already scheduled to go to. So uh, he's a good friend, and uh, he always tells me the truth as far as stuff like that. And uh, I'm really blessed to know him. And we're also this show is also aired on the Rents Radio Network every single time, every single day, three times a day. Just thought I'd mention that also. Uh, by the way, Jordan Peterson is now hitting back after Canada forces him into a coaching program over controversial statements. Jordan Peterson, he's a, he's a college professor. He's a clinical psychologist. And uh, he's been cast in the Canadian outer darkness for thought crimes. And, uh, you know, it, 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 and, and don't get me wrong. I don't agree with everything Jordan Peterson says. But I probably agree about 90% of it. Uh, now, I, I think he really needs Jesus. He really does. And he really needs to know who God is. But it's a lot of stuff he says is true. According to court documents, the coaching program will require Peterson to reflect on and ameliorate his professionalism and public statements. Ameliorate. To cure get rid of the problems associated with the disease that he has, I guess. This order is not disciplinary and it does not prevent Dr. Peterson from expressing himself on controversial topics. It has a minimal impact on his right to freedom of expression. Peterson, a former professor of psychology at the University of Toronto, went viral in 2016 for a lecture in which he condemned the use of pronouns. <laughs> <laughs> I got to laugh and slam Canadian lawmakers over legislation on gender identity or expression in making the controversial decision. The court weighed several of Peterson's controversial statements to decide if they were in compliance with the college standards of professional conduct. For example, cited by the court was a tweet from January the 2nd, 2022, in which Peterson responded to an individual concerned about the overpopulation by saying, uh, you're free to leave at any point. There you go. Just Take off. Hit the road. Less than a month later, during an appearance on the Joe Rogan Experience, Peterson reportedly referred to a former client of his as vindictive. Said their complaint against him was a pack of lies. In the same episode, while speaking about air pollution and child deaths, Peterson reportedly also said, it's just poor children and the world has too many people on it anyways. Another controversial comment of Peterson was a response to the news of Astrid, act, actress Elliot Page, formerly Ellen, Identifying as a man and undergoing. <laughs> Remember when pride was a sin and Ellen Page just had her breast removed by a criminal physician? The June 22nd tweet reportedly read he was consequently suspended from Twitter for misgendering and dead naming the actor. I mean, this is unreal. Remember when pride was a sin and Ellen Page just had her breast removed by a criminal physician? Reacting to the ruling, Peterson says he's perplexed by the contradiction in the court decision, which initially acknowledges the fundamental reality of freedom of speech for Canadians, only later stipulate that professional organizations like the College of Psychologists can impose restrictions on such freedoms. Not only do I see what I did wrong – okay, anyway, I read that correctly. Not only do I not see what I did was wrong, I think what I have done on the public communication front is my responsibility as a clinician to tell the truth about what I see – and Peterson added, apparently the college has the right to decide that I can be re-educated forcibly with the risk of my license, essentially because I made political statements that the members of the college don't agree with. By the way, that's a true statement. He, see, that's, we see that all the time with medical professionals in the United States because they say something about COVID. As Peterson points out, the very fabric of Canadian democracy is now in question. Quote, that shows you all you, that shows you all you Canadians who are listening and everyone outside of the country, you might be the least bit interested in Canada. That shows you exactly what our bloody constitution is worth. 
I think I have a responsibility to say what I think. And I think many people with that, and I think the fundamental consequences of that around the world has been massively beneficial to the people. Now, this is incorrect grammar throughout that whole thing. They're just quoting him loosely like that. So they're not correcting the grammar as far as what he's saying. But uh, I like Jordan Peterson. He's the one who talked about IQ points. Let me step back and talk about that for one second. He said if you take a child who is born to a set of parents or adopted by a set of parents that has 150 IQ score and the parents have an 80 IQ score each, that if the 80 IQ score parents raise the 150 IQ score child, well, that child is 30 years old, that child will still have 150 IQ and the parents will still have 80 IQs. And the vice versa is true. If a child, if a parent with, with parents with 150 IQ scores adopt a child who have a child with an 80 IQ score, that child in 30 years will still have an 80 IQ score and the parents will still have a 150 IQ score. He says the environment doesn't change IQ score. And he was talking about half a child has an IQ score of under 80, that they're basically not capable of being trained properly and the military won't even take them in because they can't even be used for menial tasks. Now, when he said that controversial statement years ago, the whole, the whole Internet blew up with him saying that. It was crazy. But he was telling the truth. And so we see this over and over and over again. So when they lower the IQ scores on purpose with fluoride and then Harvard comes out and says don't give a child – fluoride water for formula because it will lower their IQ score and cause brain damage. Peterson's trying to warn everybody that once you lower these IQ scores, you know, chemically that they can't be brought back up again. The other day I was, I had a sore throat. I went to talk to a pharmacist over at the local Publix and I was talking to her about uh, bentonitis, not bentonitis, some, 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 some throat stuff. And, and what happened is I ended up talking to her and she, she brings up fluoride. And how important fluoride is. And I mean, out of a cold blue, I looked at her and I said, you mean hydrofluorosilicic acid? And she goes, well, yeah. And I said, you know, it's rat poison. Well, yeah, but it's, it's good for children and for their teeth. They have to have fluoride. I said, no, they don't. Have you not read the Harvard School of Public Health study that said the fluoride drops the IQ points in children? And it was so funny, too. She looked at me like she was a calf at a new gate that she couldn't understand how to get across the cattle guard. She had no idea what I was talking about. And I told her, I said, why would you put a neurotoxin into the child like that? Why would you drink fluoride water? Why would you use fluoride toothpaste? And I'm saying this in front of all the other people who are part of her staff, too. I'm not, I'm not playing any games with her. And it was interesting to me because you could tell she had never had this question asked to her before. She had never had the ability to actually talk to somebody who could give her a response back that wasn't basically just agreeing with whatever she said. And so it was, it was an interesting experience, and I realized, and I began to realize very, very quickly – that this thing, these pharmacists, is just a joke. These guys are trained by the mainstream medical complex, basically the Rothschild or Rockefeller, you know, drug companies, and they're not going to promote anything that's going to be healthy for you in the long run unless they read things themselves and learn from other things than the public discourse that they're given when they take their continuing education classes. By the way, over 1,600 scientists have signed a no climate emergency declaration. International scientists have jointly stayed, signed a declaration dismissing the existence of a climate crisis and assisting that carbon dioxide is beneficial to, the, beneficial to the earth, contrary to the popular alarmist narrative. There is no climate emergency. The Global Climate Intelligence Group has said in its World Climate Declaration, made public in August, the climate science should be less political, while climate policy should be more specific. Now, I'm going to stop on this for a second. We do have global warming. It is. We have that. 
we see it here in Florida. Some days back in July were so hot. It was unbelievable. We have fires now that are raging all over the planet. I mean, it's ludicrous. And when I spoke to Dane Whittington about this, he said the fires are being used to create a blanket around the planet to stop the heat from coming in with the sun. He said the methane expulsion from the Arctic has been so extreme now because of the geoengineering that we have a massive problem with greenhouse gases because of methane, not because of CO2. And so we need to understand that this stuff that they're talking about is CO2, us as being carbon units, is all part of the political theater. Though the Earth is heating up, we also have cycles in the Earth's history that shows that we have been this hot before. So there's a lot of controversy on this, but I do know that when large amounts of methane are released into the atmosphere by the hundreds of billions of cubic tons or liters or whatever they're putting in, from the heating of the air with aerosols using aluminum and barium oxide, which basically causes all kinds of damage to the immune system, kills plants, kills trees, kills crops, kills orange trees, kills everything, that we're having a situation in which the Earth is, Earth is being terraformed by the entities that run it. And uh, they don't want the Earth the way they have it right now. They don't want it as a beautiful garden. They want it as a desolate mess in which they can elevate the temperatures, I guess, and have more convenience for themselves. I, I, it's, it's the, stuff, the stuff is absolutely crazy when you stop to look at it as far as the global climate warming stuff. And now here's another article that says from the Bernie Platform. I, I laughed at this this morning. It says, do the opposite of what your government and media mouthpieces say. Their advice is 1,000% wrong in 21 and 20. Anyone who had a functioning brain, which eliminates about half the country, knows this was nothing more than a compliance exercise by the powers that be to see who would comply to the most ridiculous demands and fake rules. It worked to perfection. And now we're entering an election season. The fear campaign, the lockdowns, the mask mandates, the toxic jabs narrative will be spun again. And we need more mail-in voting. This is complete nonsense in this country going to fall for this nonsense again. Do not comply. I remember Austin and I joked when they were when everybody was wearing masks, and I, and I and I said something I probably shouldn't have said, but I said it anyhow. I said if they told you to basically take your thumb and put it up your bottom and crawl around on your hands and knees and wear a mask inside of the store because COVID, you know, was at six foot level and you had to be on your flat, flat on your face crawling around, there would have been people. I hate to say this, there would have been people that would have slithered like snakes on the floor just to basically comply with what the government told them. It is mind-boggling to me how mass hysteria and mass campaigns of pure propaganda have the ability to affect people in such a way that they'll do anything they're told regardless of the consequences to themselves and regardless of the nonsense of what they're being told. When people are being arrested for surfing and being out in the ocean by themselves or on a paddleboard and handcuffed and forcibly detained and dragged off because they're a they're a nuisance and they're a hindrance and they're, they're a danger to society when they're the only one on the beach – there's a problem, and we have become an unbelievable, you know, how should I say, tyrannical government. And, and, and who can live under the yoke of tyranny, the boot of tyranny? We're told what to do and how to monitor ourselves all the time. But again, remember what they had to do. They had to drop the IQ scores. You know, they had to destroy Germany. You know, Germany came in and questioned the international banker narrative in the 30s and said, you know, we're not going to do this anymore. We're not going to, you know, they'd already gone through the Weimar Republic with $40 billion for a loaf of bread. They had already seen what happened to the Soviet Union when the international bankers took it over with communism, and they knew that they couldn't comply. So what do they do? They get dragged into a world war in which probably 60% of the DNA in Germany was completely eliminated off the planet, either through starvation at the end of the war, during the war with massive campaigns of air raids like in Dresden and killing up to half a million people in one night that we don't get to hear about in our, in our history books, and on and on and on and on. They had to eliminate that DNA. 
the DNA of people that were non-compliant, the people who questioned the narrative and were willing to think themselves and not play the game with anybody. Yesterday, I quoted two German theologians in detail, and I talked about what they had done and what they had said and what they had talked about as far as the multidimensional universe. And then we talk about the Maxwell Field equations and how they were taken out of our out of our out of the public domain because those Maxwell Field equations would have allowed Einstein, had he used them, to basically come through and understand the concept of gravity is not what we think it is. And I could go into whole detail with that too. But the reality is this. We live in a world that is not our own. We live on prison planet Earth, you know, locked down here with a bunch of fallen angels and weird reptilian beings, whatever the heck they are. And the, the reality is this. We've got to understand that we've got to maintain our hope and our faith in Christ Jesus, for he is the answer of our faith. He's the answer for everything. Without him, we have no hope whatsoever. I said that on Jeff last night. Without God, without Jesus, we have no hope. There's nothing we can do. We're just caught in this web of these idiots and what they do. But with Jesus, we scared them. And I talked about why that is yesterday. So you need to listen to that show. So thank you again for supporting Health Masters. Thank you again for all that you do for us. Thank you again for supporting and praying for my family. I love you guys a lot. Also, what do you think and what's your next story? Uh, you're exactly right. I appreciate the support as well and all everybody updating us and keeping us updated on what's going on around the globe. And um, this, this is what um, this, this is what we're all here together to do is support one another, encourage one another and continue to get the truth out there. And that's why I love having all this, these connections that we have with our listeners and people all across the country and the world to give us updates and stuff that are you know right there involved in everything. It's because the more informed people are, the more choices you can make that are usually in a better direction. It's funny because last night I was talking to Lana, and we were talking about this this video, and I can't find it. I remember watching it years ago. I'm going to try to find it and try to put it on the website. And it was almost like a candid camera uh, joke. It was like a like kind of a, a joke, but it actually wasn't when you actually looked at it, and they talked about it later on. They weren't sure how the outcome was going to be of this, and it was very similar to what I talked about with the monkeys in the room with the water hose and the banana, and this was actually a real just like candid camera skit, and it was very strange. So they had a room. It was a doctor's office, and it was a waiting room, and so they had people in the waiting room that were all actors, and they were bringing in one and two people at a time that were completely – they thought they were at a doctor's office. They, they Everything was completely and totally organic for them, and a bell would ring, and when the bell would ring, all the actors in the waiting room would stand up. They'd stand up for like five seconds, and they'd sit back down. Well, the people that just walked in the waiting room are sitting in the chairs. They're seeing everybody stand up with the bell, and they're like, okay, this is weird. Well, then the bell rings again a minute later. All the actors stand up. Well, finally, after like the third or fourth time – the two people that were in the waiting room that were totally organic stood up with them. Well, then they brought in two more people that were completely organic outside, had no idea what was going on, and they re- they brought out four. They removed four of the actors. So now it was like half and half. It was like four actors, and there's four people in the room that are actually there to go to the doctor. Bell rings again. Everybody starts standing up. Well, the two people just got brought in. They didn't stand up. After two or three times of the bell ringing and everybody standing up, they started to stand up. They removed all the actors out of the room and brought in more patients that are basically in the waiting room. By the time it was done, everybody in the waiting room was completely organic. They thought they were there for a doctor's visit. They were not actors. They were not anything. And at the end of it, every single one of them would stand up every time the bell rang, and nobody had any idea why they were even doing it. And it was kind of creepy. 
And it shows you the conditioning and psychology of the mind if you're not stout enough, if you're not resolved enough, if you don't have conviction enough. And then, you know, something like that, people go, well, that's not that big of a deal, Austin. Bell ring, somebody stands up. No, you're absolutely right. Is that going to change the world? No. However, what it does, though, is it shows you the conditioning of the population. When you start having individuals around you that are doing something and they're essentially – you're wanting to conform. Or you're wanting to go along with it and you don't even know why. When I watched them, I looked at them and said, I'm surprised nobody even asked because they're kind of looking around. You can tell they kind of start asking questions. What are we doing? And then nobody really knew what they were doing. <laughs> Everybody just kept doing it. This is exactly what dad just mentioned with the psychological conditioning they did during COVID, where if they told people to crawl on the ground and don't go above five feet off the floor, you would have seen people doing that in the supermarket, crawling on the floor, swimming on their stomach, because that's what they were told to do. Don't be that person. Don't swim on the floor. Don't stand up for the bell. Ask questions why. Ask questions, what is this doing? Why are they doing it? And who benefits from it? Continue to question the narrative at any and all times because what we're watching right now, and we're seeing this more and more and more, is this is a database algorithm experiment with everything that occurs. They want to see what people are going to go along with. This this like leaking of these mandates and mass mandates and stuff that they've talked about, the reason why – they're putting out all this fake news propaganda and factcheck.org and none of this is happening and everything's fake news. No, you're nothing's going on. We're not doing any mass mandates. The reason why is because they got so much pushback on social media. I told people before, take the comments, take the take the post, take through anything. If you see something, make a comment about it. What they want to do is they want to experiment again, and they're wanting to see how many people will go along with it, and they use social media and online databases and algorithms, and essentially what these graphs say is predictive ability on what the statistical probability is that people are actually going to do what they're going to try to make them to do. And so that's why it's so important that you use this stuff as a tool. You see stuff, repost it if you like it. Go in and repost our show, get it out there. Post articles or send articles to people that are talking about the truth. The more you do that, the more data points point to the fact that people aren't going to go along with anything that these clowns are saying. And that is why it is so important to be educated. So when you have a topic like with dad, he's you know at the store, he's talking to this lady about fluoride. You know She has no idea what he's talking about. Now, you wonder, like he said, how somebody can be so educated in certain parts of the field but be so stinking ignorant where you actually believe that fluoride is healthy for children. There's a reason why dental fluorosis is a serious problem in this country. I still have never understood the concept of when you tell someone, oh, yeah, well, if you have enough fluoride, it strengthens your teeth, which there's no research whatsoever that actually shows that in real research. It's all manipulated on the way they twisted that research study. But yet, if you have a little too much fluoride, it causes dental fluorosis and it causes your teeth to become brittle and fall apart. So you're telling me there's this super fine line of where you're supposed to be with fluoride, yet they just stuff it in toothpaste, mouthwash, and water, and suddenly, oh, it's, it's fine. Don't worry about the dosage. You, know, just, you, need, you need to get that fluoride. It boggles my mind how uneducated certain people are with these topics, but it's our responsibility to get the truth out there and encourage people to, okay, make your own decision on this. But, hey, these are the facts. This is what's happening. This is what's really occurring. Make sure you're actually looking into this and you're standing up for what you really believe because they'll keep pushing the narrative as much as they can. Look at this article just came out with this manipulation that they're trying to they're trying to twist now. And this is the New York Post and a bunch of other places posted this. 99% of new COVID deaths recorded by CDC are not due to the virus. 
According to CDC's COVID-19 dashboard, just 1.7% of the 324 coronavirus deaths logged in the last week, ending in August 19th, had the virus listed as the primary cause of death. The data changes a bit for New York. Florida and Maryland have the highest COVID death rates. This is a staggering difference from the peak of the pandemic when 30% of the COVID-related deaths had the virus cited as the main cause. No. What's happening right now is you're actually seeing a realistic number of people that may be getting sick and may have underlying conditions and health problems of obesity, and they catch a, up a respiratory virus, and they might actually die from that and other health problems. What we saw during COVID was not anything natural or organic from people dying from an upper respiratory virus. You had hospitals, you had physicians, you had clinics, all being given out enormous amounts of money for every COVID death. They monetized COVID deaths. You were a fool if you were in the hospital industry not to put down COVID as the direct cause of death because you were going to get another twenty, thirty thousand dollars from the federal government for every body that you stacked in the morgue that had COVID as the primary cause of death. Literally, I mean, I talked to people that were in the they said, "Yeah, this, this is literally it. Everything is a COVID death. Every single thing." There's even the report that I brought to you guys that was up in Central Florida where a motorcycle rider was unfortunately hit by another vehicle. Again, I've been an avid motorcycle rider my whole life. Started motocross when I was five, went to the street when I was 16. Sold my last bike when I had my son. Got out of it now. It's just too dangerous. Had multiple friends die. And it's dangerous riding street bikes and crotch rockets and stuff, especially down here in Florida now with the massive traffic. This poor kid who's like 22 years old, he died in a motorcycle accident. Then the physician put down cause of death, COVID. They literally swabbed him post-mortem after the motorcycle death and said, oh, he tested positive on the PCR test for COVID. COVID, number one primary cause of death. And basically it was like Channel 2 up there reported on it because they were going through it. And they said, dude, how are you putting down motorcycle deaths as COVID? Oh, that, that, was just, that was just an error. That was just a filing error. It was a filing error. This was something that they were doing repeatedly. So now what you're seeing is they're trying to say that the deaths of COVID now have dropped off precipitously. They never were high from COVID. It was what they were doing to everyone and the remdesivir and the ventilators and the constant manipulation of the data in order to push the death rate through the roof on paper. And the real, the real killer was the RNA gene therapy injection. You guys already know about that. Also, to another news, this is something that's interesting. Is <laughs> you can't really make this stuff up now. Parents are slamming the school board in California, surprise, surprise, at an elementary school for sanctioning and promoting a play date that's essentially segregated by race and excluding white children. I can't make this up. They're actually – the left is actually starting to segregate again on their own accord. The flyer and email went out at Anthony Chabot Elementary School in Oakland, California, notes that the Playdate Social – says right here. Playdate Social, Chabot Upper Yard for black, brown, and API families. And they blatantly have white kids excluded out on this poster, which is ironic. So if your family identifies as black, brown, or API, or a parent or caregiver of a black, brown, or API student, come hang out while we get a chance to know each other and build our community as we kick off the school year. Ironically, it was hosted by the Equity Inclusion Committee. <laughs> the California Elementary School has been blasted on social media. They said, we'll look back and cringe so hard that we tried to beat racism by being racist and segregating kids of color from white kids. And you can't make this stuff up. And obviously, Oakland, they just that's a whole other level of a place out there in California, as a lot of California is. 
But isn't it ironic that that's literally what we're going back to now, where these groups are trying to fight racism by being racist, inherently having parties where they're segregating children based on skin color. This, again, is the narrative that they have to promote to the population on a regular basis. You've got to divide people by race. You've got to divide people by you know, preference on certain things. You've got to divide and conquer the population on so many different factors because if people actually become uniform, if people actually come together and say, listen, we're going to look past this, let bygones be bygones. We're going to fight together. We're going to speak the truth. We're going to focus on the real individuals that are doing this. Let's go talk to Larry Fink. Let's go find out why BlackRock owns $10 trillion in their equity and their assets, you know, as far as in assets. We'll find out why they're buying up everything. How about we go over there and start really questioning the narrative and start putting this stuff out all over social media on a regular basis? Oh, that, w- that would actually start to get people's attention. Oh, that would actually start to make some difference. Oh, no, no, no. We, we got to talk about Kim Kardashian and whatever the next person is that she's with and also the stupid crap that I hear about on a regular basis. And I just shake my head and I go, this is all giant theater and distraction to keep people focused on the left hand while the right hand is pickpocketing you. So don't be pickpocketed. Stay awake. Stay alert. Stay healthy. Continue to get the truth out there. And by all means, if you have a school pulling a stunt like this, Call them out, go to the school board meetings and bring this up because the thing about this is, like I told you before, what happened with the school board with us back in 2021, these guys do not like to be confronted. A lot of these hardcore leftist communists on these boards do not like to have people know what their agenda is. When you get up there and you got 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 80, 100 people ready to talk at the school board meeting, it doesn't even matter if they cut you off to 180 seconds or three minutes. When you start having that many people, oh, they get nervous. They start sweating. Because they realize they are massively overpowered in their position, and they are not who they thought they were. Because a lot of these times, these school boards, we've seen this, they get so much authority and so much autonomy, and there's no pushback because the parents are not involved in their children's education at all. And they sit back, and they think they literally just get to do what they want, that they own the children, and they can just push any agenda they want. Don't allow them to have that, that fantasy that they think they're above the law. Always remember – School board systems are paid for by our tax dollars. You have a right to go to those meetings at any point in time, at any point, and voice your opinion and get vocal. I encourage you all to do that. What do you think, Deb? You know, I still remember the school board meeting and, you know, everybody wearing masks and we didn't wear our masks and we wouldn't subject ourselves to being used to have a thermometer as far as our temperature and talking to the police and saying, are you going to arrest us? We walk in there without a mask on and going up there with our 180 seconds and they could do whatever they wanted to do. And I addressed cultural Marxism. I talked about the Frankfurt School. I talked about all of it. I told them that it was unacceptable what they were doing, what they were teaching, what they were doing to our children, forcing them to wear masks, et cetera, et cetera. And I remember one of them, who was a lesbian, stared at me with just, I mean, unbelievable hatred. She was, she was voted off, by the way. But she looked at me like she was going to kill me as soon as I walked out the door or she could in front of everybody. It was unbelievable how they looked at me. And I thought to myself, wow, the hatred they have because I'm sitting here on a meeting and I'm telling the truth. And they had to post the entire school board meeting on YouTube. And what they did, we took our segment, mine and Austin's segment, and we posted it separately. And YouTube pulled it down. And the Michael went in, who had posted it for us, and complained to YouTube and filed a report and said, you can't do this. Either you take the entire school board meeting down or you put Ted and Austin's back up again. And our school board meeting, Austin and I, we were doing it. It had gone viral. And, of course, once they took it down, it completely killed it, and the algorithms were shut off to it. But the reality is that they had to put it back up again because, guys, if we make our voices heard, 
and we make our voices heard when we're not happy about stuff, somebody on some somewhere somewhere body at the highest levels are going to hear it. And pretty much every one of the people that we wanted off that board got voted off except for one. It's because they were endorsed by a high-level public figure here that everybody loves, and I guess they had to go ahead, go ahead and go with his, uh, his endorsement. But that one person needed to come off too. But the problem that we have here is this. The vast majority of the people who have their children in schools, they want no part of it. And we got to say one other thing too. A lot of people are terrified to speak publicly. They don't want to speak publicly. It's probably about 80 to 90% of the population feels very uncomfortable getting up in front of a group. And so they don't want to talk about stuff in front of a, a, you know, a group, which again, that allows these people that run the planet, this global scum, to basically manipulate people because they don't want to come up and say stuff about it. That's why – it's like Austin said. When you forward this show, you don't have to say anything. You can just send it to your friends, send it to your entire Instagram database and your entire YouTube database, your entire you know, email database, or whoever you have following you on what you do, post a show. I'm okay with that and let people listen to it so they can hear the truth about what was going on in our world today and the truth about Christ and who Jesus is. And I had the opportunity to pray for you guys this morning. It's my pleasure to do that. And guys, listen to me. If we don't get up now and say no to this tyranny, it's going to envelop the entire planet. It's pretty much already enveloped the entire planet because of the censorship of the alt media and because of the compliance of the mainstream media and the censorship and compliance of the alt media. A lot of them are now being paid for in our CIA payrolls, and they're basically being threatened with lawsuits, threatened with jail time, threatened with everything else if they don't comply. Just thought I'd mention that, and many of them have gone into full compliance now because of it. John Whitehead wrote a really good article by this about this because we the targeted how the government weaponizes surveillance to silence its critics. You know, we see this with you know with Kennedy running his election now. Because once a government is committed to the principle of silencing the voice of opposition, it has only one way to go, and that is down the path of increasingly repressive measures until it becomes a source of terror to all of its citizens and creates a country where everyone lives in fear. President Harry S. Truman. Now, he may have been talking about Germany there. I don't know what he was talking about, but the reality is he was just bad, high-level 33-degree Mason doing what he was told to do, but I'm not going to get it to him right now. Then his article goes on to say, ever since Martin Luther King Jr. delivered his groundbreaking I Have a Dream speech during the March on Washington for Jobs and Freedom on August the 28th, 1963, the deep state has been hard at work turning King's dream into a nightmare. The end result of the government's efforts over the past 60 years is a country where nothing ever really changes and everyone lives in constant, unimaginable fear. Race wars are still being stoked up by both the right and the left. The military-industrial complex is still waging profit-driven wars at taxpayer expense. The oligarchy is still calling the shots in the seats of the government power, and the government is still weaponizing surveillance in order to muzzle anti-government sentiment, harass activists, and terrorize Americans into compliance. Wow. Starting in the 1950s, the government relied on COINTELPRO, which is still very active today, its domestic intelligence program, to neutralize domestic political dissidents. Those targeted by the FBI under COINTELPRO forced intimidation of surveillance and smear campaigns included Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, the Black Panther Party, John Lennon, Billie Holiday, Emma Goldman, Aretha Franklin, Charlie Chapman, Ernest Hemingway, Felix Frankfurter, and hundreds if not thousands more. In more recent decades, the powers that we have have expanded to the point to target anyone who opposes the police state, regardless of their political leanings. 
advances in technology have enabled the government to deploy a veritable arsenal of surveillance weapons in order to expose, disrupt, misdirect, discredit, or otherwise neutralize perceived threats to the government's power. Surveillance cameras mounted on utility poles, traffic lights, businesses at homes, license plate readers, ring doorbells. Basically, they videotape and send everything into the Internet of who comes to your house. GPS devices, dash cameras, drones, store security cameras, geofencing, geotracking, Fitbits, Alexa, Internet-connected devices, geofencing dragnets, fusion centers, smart devices, behavioral threat assessments, terror watch lists, facial recognition, snitch tip lines, biometric scanners, pre-crime DNA databases, data mining, precognitive technology, and contact tracing apps. Now, I'm going to stop for one second. The other day, Austin was talking about nuclear war and setting off nukes in the United States and setting off EMPs and basically destroying all of this technology that I just read to you. They're never going to do that. They have spent trillions of dollars putting this stuff into place. They want to monitor us. They want us connected to an Internet of Things, and they're not going to nuke us. You may have a minor nuclear weapon that's released a dirty bomb in one of the major cities or may not. The media could come in and say it was released, and it never was released. And so now we believe that, oh, my gosh, we've got to get radiation. We're going to have this and that and this. And it may show people dying of radiation poisoning. I'm going to stop for one second here. I talked about Ebola yesterday in depth, and I talked about the, the Biological Weapons Treaty. You need to hear the show. But listen to me. If they say that we have a breakout of hemorrhagic fever in St. Louis, which I'm not saying that we will. I'm just saying if we had that, they came out and said that. And they took pictures of people laying on the sidewalks with their eyes bleeding and dying, and their and their organs turning to liquid mush and screaming and wailing. I promise you, a lot of the people, the majority of the people who took the COVID shot, would do the same thing to take an Ebola shot. I'm letting you know that right in advance. They would comply. The question is this: If you watch the movie Wag the Dog, did the Ebola outbreak ever occur in St. Louis? Was there really an Ebola outbreak, or was this a soundstage simulating St. Louis with these paid actors? It was this makeup. And what happened in Vegas with the Vegas shooting? We had helicopters discharging weapons. We have police breaking into the room that the man was supposed to be shooting out of, and the windows were still intact, and nobody shot anything. Yet the guy's laying there with spent cartridges on the ground, no burn marks on the tar carpeting. These cartridges are hot, yet the carpet wasn't burned. He's laying there dead, and the window's not broken out. What the heck's all that about? And that came out through the Supreme Court testimony. I mean, that means he never shot out of the window. He was dead. The window was broken out later. We see all of this stuff happen. The amount of circus shows that we get, the amount of contrived theater that we get. And remember, the guy who was in charge here, there in Vegas was the same guy who was in charge with the Maui fires. Let's not forget that. All of this stuff. Rob Pugh wrote an excellent article on the, on the Maui fires that I read the other day. Brilliant man, a good friend. Yeah, he drove. He flew all the way down from Wisconsin to come to Sharon's funeral last year. Showed me his loyalty to me and loyalty to the family and loyalty to the Ted Nassau Brower show. And, and he's, he's a loyal friend. I love the guy. He's a good brother in Christ. He wrote an excellent article on this. All of these things that we see in the media, we've got to ask ourselves, are they true or are they false? The smear campaign against Martin Luther King, Malcolm X. We all know now, you know, 60 years later, that these guys were murdered. They were killed. We all know now that these things weren't real, what they were saying about a lot of them. Now, some of the stuff may have been true, okay, but they were obscure facts. The reality is that we have a situation right now that they can take anybody and target them anytime they want, 
and basically make them look like they're absolutely awful. Now, I'm not going to read you the rest of this article because we're almost out of time, but I want you to read it. We the targeted how the government weaponizes surveillance to silence its critics. Very, very, very important of what they're saying in this. Now, let's talk about these hurricanes again. The last three major hurricanes that hit the U.S. all struck Florida with highly purposeful design. These are the most powerful and destructive weapons in the world today, and still very few people know that they're being attacked because the hurricanes are being directed. People go watch the videos, the utter destruction of the wake of Hurricane Michael. This was aimed at Florida in October of 2018. Then check out the videos of the catastrophic damage caused by Hurricane Ian last September throughout southwest Florida. Next, view the videos of the pervasive devastation wrought by Hurricane Andrew in 92 in South Miami. And also view the photos of the aftermath of Hurricane Ivan that targeted Pensacola, Florida, September of 2004. Now watch what the record storm surge does to Florida's West Coast as consequences of the Category 4 Hurricane Adela. What's the critical point? None of these storms are natural. All of them were geoengineered superstorms designed to inflict maximum damage on a targeted coastline. These weaponized weather events were actually military weather weaponry experiments, each using different techniques and or progressively increasing power as a barbaric test on the environment and people. Each of these storms was the hallmark signatures of manufactured Frankenstorms it's quite obviously steered and intensified at just the right time to catch the victimized communities completely off guard. I agree with this. Now you say, well, I can't believe you're say it's true. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm posting the article. It's, it's via State of the Nation. And I agree with this. I watched back in 2004 as they directed three storms over us, three, three of them, you know, within a six-week period. And I sat there in utter disbelief of the flooding and the devastation, the amount of trees and everything else that came down. All of them were targeted in my county where we live, Polk County. All of them crisscrossed the state right here in my county. And I thought to myself, how can this be? The statistical odds of a storm coming across our county six weeks in a row, three times, is almost – it's utterly insignificant. It's so far out there statistically that's not possible from all the various tracks they could have taken. They were directed. Always remember this. Weather warfare is upon us. It's very real. There's hundreds of patents on how to direct storms. Read the book, Angels Don't Play This Harp. Read that book. That'll get your attention and how they direct and guide storms and how they can intensify the storms and how they can stop the storms if they want. They can actually hit them with enough you know, radio waves. They can actually push them back in the other direction and actually cause them to dissipate if they want to. They have the ability to control the weather, and they've had it for many, many decades. What do you think all the geoengineering is about? What do you think all the research is about? What do you think HARP was all about with all of the multi-ray phased antenna systems they have up in Alaska, all of that stuff creates huge amounts of energy they can pump into the ionosphere. But I'm not going to go into detail with that today because we're almost out of time. I love you guys, and I appreciate you too. Austin, what do you think, buddy, and what's your next story? No, you're exactly right. I mean, it's it, – I'm personally thinking – I talked to a buddy the other day, and he's looked at a lot of the stuff as well. And we had the discussions, and he was like, you think they're going to pull 2004 again in Florida? I said, I don't know. I said, I hope not. <laughs> I said, but it's interesting to me, this storm came out of nowhere, you know, in the middle of August right now. And, I mean, normally we got hurricanes all the way into September, October down here in Florida. And so, I mean, it's highly, highly possible that this is basically a uh, soft one that they're bringing in. Because what happened was one of the biggest issues we ran into in 2004, and everybody was here for this, knows. When the, one storm came in from the left, another storm came in from the right, another storm came in from the left. And the issue we ran into by the third storm was water saturation. Florida's a swamp. 
We're one side away from being an island. We've got like a six-inch water table half the time over here. I mean, you go digging a trench to irrigation half the time. You, you dig down, literally, you dig down two or three feet. You start hitting water in some cases, depending where you're at. Well, what happens is when you start having all these retention ponds and all these lakes and all these rivers and all this water, and you start having hurricane after hurricane after hurricane, everything becomes so saturated. And the ground becomes so soft, when you start having a big storm come through and tornadoes come through and hurricanes come through, it just starts ripping everything out as far as when it comes to trees and everything because every the ground is so soft and that's the biggest issue we ran into there so we'll be prepped this year but there's definitely something i personally think the banker boys are going to try to make an example out of florida because we've been so rebellious in most cases on almost everything (laughs) and that this is what they want to try to do is prove this point to florida florida's an interesting state because you've got this weird anomaly to where we don't really listen to much of anything. It's kind of the Wild West down here. But now you've got people moving down here that are wanting to change it. And at the same time, Florida is a huge swing state, as I've always said. It's like the biggest swing state in national election. And so what do you do to control the election? Start bringing in people from all over the world and dump them into Florida and basically have them start voting communist, same way they always like to do, and get people involved in that. And so this is what we're going to see, and this is what I encourage people to make sure they stay prepped up. This is why you don't ever want to wait until you know you got one or two days left of food or one or two days left of supplements or one or two days left of anything. You always want to have backup supplies, and I encourage people to do that regardless of hurricane or not. Always have some backup water. Always have stored jugs. You know, I put a little bit of the Aquatrace in them. You can store it in a glass jug, or I prefer glass with the BPA-free hard plastic jugs. You know, have an extra 10, 20 gallons of you know purified water that you can drink in an emergency and rotate it out. So we do all the time. We'll use the water, and then we'll take it on trips and everything else, and then we'll bring it back and fill it back up, and we just rotate it out. But that way, if there's ever an issue and you have multiple things fail, like you got the batteries fail and the generators fail and the power fails and everything fails, you still got your basic supplies. And that is really crucial because what happens is in a lot of these cases, the worst part about this is people are unprepared for certain situations. So when it does happen, they don't know what to do. That's why, I mean, I, I, you know, I did my best during COVID to help people out. And we did so many next day air packages because I remember people were literally calling us something like, oh, I'm sick. I just think I caught it yesterday. I need vitamin C and D3. And I'm like, bro, you should have been on vitamin C and D3. You should have been ramping that up as soon as you're around anybody that's sick or anytime you start feeling even remotely run down. Will it still work effectively and very effectively if you're sick to help boost your immune system? Absolutely. But it works incredibly well to make sure you're stacked up on those nutrients and have zinc built up in your system, your D3 levels where they need to be, and your blood levels of vitamin C elevated every single day. That way, if you do get exposed to something, the body's already got the raw nutrients. Immune system kicks on. Boom, done, go, shoot, fire. It's ready to go. But again, that's why I encourage you. Have that preparedness mindset, not living in fear, not running around all terrified. That's useless. Fear paralyzes you. Hesitation gets you killed. I've told so many people about that before when we've been in cars and racing or doing anything like that. You know, um, you know, street race – or not street racing on um, – racetracks they're putting a racetrack in down the road again from our house and you know i've always told people you know whenever i've driven or i'm with people i said dude hesitation gets you killed in the car so if you're driving and somebody pulls out in front of you you can't hesitate you have to respond immediately same thing as people i see this all the time in florida people pull out to pull out in the road or cross a lane and then they see a car and they hit their brakes. They panic. They stop right in the middle of the road and get T-boned. I've watched it happen so many times. And you can see it. Hesitation. Hesitation gets you killed. You see in a situation, you have to act immediately. 
that's why a lot of times, you know, if there's something going on, sometimes you got to take your ego out of it. You got to take your attitude out of it. You got to say, listen, this is what it is. This is what we have to do. Look at it from completely unbiased standpoint. What's the best option to do right now and go for it. And that way, if you get in a scenario where you have to make a split decision, you know, split second decision, boom, done, go for it. That's why I encourage people, make sure you're staying alert with anything you do when you're out in public. If you're carrying lethal force and you're defending your family or friends or country, make sure you know what you're doing. Make sure you're optimally trained. You're proficient with your firearm. You know how to handle your firearm. You know how to clear malfunction. You know how to do clean reloads. You know how to handle it properly. Because the thing about it is I've seen this happen so many times where somebody gets a concealed carry permit, and all of a sudden they think they're John Wick because they fired one gun in a range. And I'm like, golly, dude, you're, you're, you're a danger to society if that's your mindset. You've got to be proficient and ready to handle anything, and that only comes with practice and understanding how to do it. So continue, my friends, to stay strong and healthy. If you need anything, you know where to get a hold of us, healthmasters.com, the product of the week. Y'all voted, and it won. Basically over here with the ultimate multiple powder is ending and the winner looks like it's coming up is the 5-HTP, which is an incredibly good product. So be sure to check it out on the website. That will be switching over on the product of the week today with the ultimate multiple powder ending today and the 5-HTP showing up as product of the week here this afternoon. So be sure to check it out and take advantage of that product if you need anything and give us a call. We're here. We're open. We're shipping. So appreciate you, my friends. Have a blessed, safe, awesome evening, and we'll talk to you again on tomorrow's show, as always. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.